everybody! Welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. Today, let's keep talking about the best of 2023 so far in the worlds of K-pop, C-pop, J-pop, etc. My picks for the top 100 best albums of the year so far. Now, before you say, oh my gosh, Hope, 100, are you just going to boringly go on and on for hours? No, I'm just going to say one quick reason or two why I picked that album and then move on to the next one. So it'll be really fast. So get out a pen and paper or just the notes app or something and prepare if you want to take note of what you want to check out after I'm done recommending you a ton of new-to-you music. Keep in mind that to be eligible for this list of best so far this year, it had to come out before July. So June 2023, that was the cutoff. I haven't caught up on July's music yet. Also note, to count as an album, I'm counting EPs and albums just as the same thing for the sake of this list, but a single album is not counting. So if it's just a single with a B-side, does not count. It has to have three or more songs on it to be eligible. But all releases are English language, Japanese releases, from K-pop stars, J-pop stars, etc. This will be sort of ranked. I went back and looked at what I picked for the top 20 countdowns each month of the year so far. So I'm going to tell you who had number 20, what album had number 19 for the different months. And that's kind of how I'm thinking I'm going to structure the official ranking of the top 100 albums. With a ton of caveats, let's just jump right into it. But keep in mind, this is not the official ranking. That will be official if you subscribe to my free newsletter, 17karatkpop.substack.com. I'll put a link in the description. You'll get it in your inbox when it's official. But let's get to it. First of all, there are two albums that got slot number 20 in some of my best 20 of the month lists. Cat-tune, K-A-T-T-U-N, with Fantasia, special edition, for its good crossover potential. I think that J-pop group could really win over a lot of K-pop fans. And One Us with Pygmalion, a self-fulfilling prophecy of a title. The concept speaks for itself. They speak into existence their ability to pull off the concept. The standout b-sides from Cat Tune, Eliza, and Wild Rose, One Us is Echo. There were also two albums in number 19 for different months of the year so far. I and I's Drop That, for it's just beyond playful, enthusiastic sound. The main b-side you gotta check out being Drop and Octopath with Showcase for its vast variety. The standout, Lip Service. Number 18, Ocean from the Blue with a self-titled project. It's dynamic enough to be interesting, but also consistent with his smoothest silk R&B flow. The standout being Brother. B2B, Wind and Wish. The perfect embodiment of that dependable dance ballad hybrid genre they always go to. The standout being Moonride. Cherry Bullet with Cherry Dash. The B-sides definitely bring to mind a second-gen K-pop sound, which I appreciated. And my favorite is Whistle Like That. Bull 4 with Love.Zip. Beautiful voice, could sing the phone book and keep it interesting. The standout B-side, Rome. And Jin Yun, Chapter 0, with. He also could sing the phone book and make it captivating. Just really a pleasant voice that shines on the disco-funk-influenced title track, Cotton Candy. Number 17 on different best-of-the-month lists was Karen CC with Everybody Loves Me, an EP with quite a range of tempos and moods, but at the end of the day, uh, an IDGAF attitude ties it all together, the best song being Different. Key with the repackage Killer in his perfect synth-pop wheelhouse, 
Super Dragon Mirror, which mixes jazzy and EDM and more down-the-middle pop formulas. My favorite song, Are You Ready? or Tap Tap Tap. Those were the main three. Then in number 16, there were also three. Cravity with Masterpiece, the standout being A to Z. A perfect example of this release being full of some twists and turns, some very fun surprises. Ash Island with Rose, which goes back and forth between just hype and post-breakup pain in an interesting way. I kind of like the lighter, substance-wise ones, like Drop Top the best. And Kim Woosuk, Blank Page. The best B-side is Slip, and the EP overall is just a great showcase of his musical niche. R&B ingredients thrown into gentle guitar-backed pop songs. That's the most summative way to describe the album in a nutshell. Number 15. AB6, The Future Is Ours, Lost. They've really upped their songwriting contributions, so the lyrics to Loser are quite poetic. Yet the sound is still deceptively happy compared to the dramatic lyrics. Love that contrast. The best song on there, Eden. SG Finale. Some songs are just really fast-paced, auto-tuned fun. Others are kind of a Balming Tiger vibe. Others are more in the lane of G-Dragon. Lots of potentially accidental influences here. The best songs, Rainy Day and Maybe Lotto, or Flash. Primrose, Red Moon. The title track, Primrose, is the standout, but they do have a nice introduction to the group through the bright B-sides and then the more dramatic, music video-suited title track. The Rampage, Round and Round. Love Will Find a Way is the standout retro B-side. They have quite a few retro-influenced songs, but also just more down-the-middle classic pop bops. And Tempest, the calm before the storm. They made the right call with Freak Show being the main B-side that gets a video. Super fun block B energy. And like AB6's release, the sound is very happy. The lyrics are very sad and serious. Love the juxtaposition. Two releases ranked 14th. Yao Chen with the self-titled album. That one goes back and forth between braggadocio-filled variety and more contemplative, guitar-backed, gentler sides of him. My favorite song, Maybe Problem, and Nene, All About That Day. Her voice is just so, so beautiful. Two ranked number 13. Marani with The Drift. Bad Boy's The Standout, the best choice for a title track. Very Billie Eilish-esque, very tongue-in-cheek lyrics and a fun, sinister, hushed delivery. And Lee Cheyun with Over the Moon. The I Don't Want to Know instrumental really goes off, as do the other instrumentals. It's a very catchy all-around release. Number 12, Mamamoo Plus, Act 1, Scene 1. Full of clever, sassy words, the flirting is kind of deprecating to the person they're flirting with, like, you snake, you dummy. Chico Malo is in that vein, too. A fun version of a playful flirting session. The best song is GGBB. One and only, Departure. Huge variety there. Love the most circle and open. Giuk with Psycho Cybernetics Turn Over. Emerging of hip-hop, pop, rock, R&B, he really just went for everything. A lot of punk pop influence that I love, which makes one of my favorite B-sides, Love Virus, but I also like Rarity and Apocalypse. And Tribe, W-A-Y. That shows both sides of them at once. A comeback with the cute, colorful main single, We Are Young, and then just kind of a dark concept for witch. In spot number 11, 
icon take off. Super summer ready, full of enthusiasm, just like a volcano exploded of all the classic icon joy that was bottled up in them. And now that they're at a new company and feel super free, they are just unleashing it and I love it. I just love the title track so much, you and Tentara. But I'll say another standout is Rum Pum Pum. So Yoon, episode one, love. The album is so unique because it really is like listening to an audiobook. Like, it's, I think, intentionally unsettling and strange narratively. Sonically, it's quite a journey. It's kind of a concept album you should just listen to straight through and not just pick one song from it to focus on. The big picture is strange and interesting. Novelcore, Icon. He delivered more just really uniquely voiced, unique filtered releases. The electronification he puts into work and the fast pace at times is just such a zigzag thrill. The title track icon is the best. Sorry I'm a Genius is also really worth checking out. The Boys, Be Awake. Real, real range here and a cool story progression from being awake and recognizing a crush to singing about the crush to then singing about finally meeting that crush in person on Diamond Life. Stand Up B-Side is Horizon, a unique new folksy direction for them. And Extinary Heroes, Deadlock. They're back in their pop rock wheelhouse that's very eclectic more than ever with all the sound effects they throw at the wall to see what sticks and quite a bit does. Man in the Box is the best B-side. The number 10s, Minhyun, Truth or Lie. It was a cool conceptual premise wrapped up in this theme of a lie detector test, his character answering the questions, a mysterious aura around this whole aesthetic, this whole concept. So visually and auditorily, he was very specific in his choice, which is important for a standout, memorable solo debut. The best B-side is Cube. Card, Icky. They really lean back into the moonbotten sound they are so good at and unapologetically just have tons of innuendos and sass and confidence, brashness in a good way. They stay super bold and buzzy. The best B-side, Cake. And Taeyang, Down to Earth. He wrote all these songs and they clearly are very meaningful and personal to him, but also quite broadly relatable. Sweet romance songs and songs that pay tribute to past eras of music. It's nostalgic and timeless. The number nines. ATBO, The Beginning, Takeoff. They explore everything, from pop and R&B mixed together to New Jack Swing, all with a great youthful energy. In a cute little pre-release concept mini-movie about a pilot, it just has this cute old-school film feel to it. SF9, The Piece of Nine. Puzzle was the right call for the title track. It fits them like a glove, and it goes perfectly with the way they brought it to life with the visuals, both for the comeback teaser and for the official video. And Code Kunst, Remember Archive. It impressively used a 333 approach. A third of it is samples, a third digital, and a third raw instrumentals. It's also interesting in how it was created to divvy up different emotions, different memories. It really is an archive, a colorful, intriguing archive of his story so far. The standout, 55. The number eights. Billy, The Village of Perception, Chapter 3. Unoya was definitely the right call for a title track. 
The storytelling for this era was super impressive. All the track videos are layered with Easter eggs and narrative arcs. I broke it all down in an episode called Billy's World 2.0. Chanmina, Naked. She similarly utilized visuals to go with her storytelling, from a webtoon-esque story for Sunflower to the ethereal, beautiful video to watch, You Just Walked In My Life. She takes the song's context, applies them in very unexpected visual ways, and shows off rap and singing versatility as well. She wears many hats, visually and auditorily. The best B-side, heard your trash now, or mirror. And Ayumi Hamasaki, Remember You. There are lots of speedy dance pop jams, then an instrumental interlude, and then the slower chapter. So it's an interesting tracklist order. And still, the slower half is interjected with bursts of faster tempos and emotion, more energy. So it stays interesting. The best song, 23rd Monster. The Sevens. Davida Naughty. Her voice is just so stunning. She could sing anything, make it sound wonderful, and her voice just carries every song. I think Ride For Me was the best choice for a pre-release, which it was. Zyker's House of Tricky, Doorbell Ringing. A very strong debut release, with narrative parts, monologues, other soundtracking of a haunted, spooky adventure. It's a fun, surreal story, and the title track, Tricky House, is really eclectic, with the Bollywood influence mixed with a ton of other influences. The best B-side, which now has a, a video to go with it, thankfully, Rockstar. Oh my gosh, is also a standout. And Rea Suda, Circle. Not the end, each stage night, Sunday morning, home therapy, us. Too many shoutouts to give to know which one to stick with. Her voice is beautiful, and it really conveys multitudes. It conveys pain at the same time as optimism, wistfulness at the same time as determination to look ahead. Really raw delivery. Number six, Dreamcatcher, Apocalypse from Us. I love that they've been going in the direction of more rock than pop. Their pop rock percentages are flipping, and I love it for them. Especially with the B-side, Demian. Or Damien, if you want to be technical. Baby Metal, the other one. Speaking of just going off on the rock, they mix EDM-worthy headbanging with very operatic, big, bold production. They are just at the top of their game. Really impressed with the whole album. I would say a standout is Metal Kingdom, Monochrome, Light and Darkness. All the pre-releases were well chosen. Moonbin and Sanha, Incense. They really were showing their potential. It's so sad how that was cut short. I really feel for Sanha. He really did have a cool chemistry with Moonbin. They tried new things sonically and just in terms of being hands-on in their work for this release. Exploring EDM pop on Madness. Going for more levity with Chup Chup. Trying out solo tracks. It was really a cool sign of growth. Street Kids, The Sound. The smorgasbord of sounds we expect from them staying in the Japanese release. So many fun lyrics alongside meaningful ones. Songs that are perfect for just a rollicking good time with so many ad-libs and sound effects. Others, less about personality, more about passion and pain, but always just powerful. Best B-side, Battleground or Novel. And NCT, Dojejun, Perfume. That trio is beautiful. Seamlessly, they pulled off, forming a new unit. Their voices are harmonizing so perfectly together, it feels so natural. Best song besides Perfume, Ordinary. Number 5. 
Hua Chen Yu, Hope. Beautiful album title, Wonderful Choice. This album would sound beautiful with a live band and choir. Really next level, designed for a live show. The choruses and the, the big choir feel. The big echoey cavernousness of the songs. The style is so big and full and prolonged. The songs do not rush themselves or care about being narrowed down to be like a radio-friendly or a viral clip-ready snippet. These songs are stretched out in a good way. The opening track is the best. I've, I've, I've. They have some great anthemic songs to start off the show. Then they have some more chill, feel-good jams, a power ballad in a sense. Really fun, empowering set of anthems. The best B-side, Hypnosis. Espa, My World. Love the track videos and the ways they convey this on social commentary about our meta world today and how much our lives are wound up in and our emotional states are wound up in our online personas. Personae, I suppose. And they also just sound lovely, and I like that they just try new things. All the songs are just very different. They don't repeat themselves. The best song, I'll say salty and sweet. I keep changing my mind. Twice, ready to be. Super catchy, just beautifully, perfectly produced and fun, polished pop bops. It's a no-skip album, but Crazy Stupid Love is the best B-side. Set Me Free, I loved even more after seeing it live. It really is just a moment for them. A can't-miss era in their history. In Purple Kiss, Cabin Fever. They really brought to life their mysterious witch characters again in the video and just in their delivery of the mysterious intro and cinematic sounds elsewhere. But also they just have some fun, lighter bops. But really, wow, they really do have unmatched vocal chops. So underrated. The best B-side, maybe autopilot. My mind often changes about them and their best B-side. Two in slot number four. Lay Seraphim, Unforgiven. They further just leaned into their uncompromising self-presentation. They sing about wanting it all, deserving it all, the riches in life, not caring what other people think, being their fullest, truest selves, not hiding any part of themselves, not catering to social expectations, a super empowering album. And I'm so glad the B-side, Eve Psyche and the Bluebeard's Wife, got the video it deserves. Really a standout song of the year, period. It is so unique and just so catchy. And Woods, Uli. Really profound lyrics throughout. Really quite a story the songs tell together and on their own. This era also came with a two-part video that further brought interesting ambiguities to his story. It's a very profound work of art. My favorite B-side is Who Knows, but I think the best objectively might be Ready to Fight. Number three, Kai Rover. He really is just perfectly suited for R&B and hip-hop vibes, so these songs fit him like a glove. He's back in his sweet spot. The stand-up B-side, Say You Love Me, or maybe Bomba, depends on my mood. BSS, Second Wind. A very cool concept where it's a three-song EP meant to guide you through the day. So fighting is meant to be the opener. You start your morning with it, get a new pep in your step. Lunch is meant to be just a sweet, easy listening song for a lunch break. And then 7 p.m. is a mellow mood setter for an evening after work. It's a cool concept, and of course it's brought to life with fun theatrical flair, as always from Seventeen. G-Idol, I Feel. They show an interesting story that mixes growth with stagnation. 
reflecting on like in songs like Peter Pan, how they are who they've always been, feel stuck in some ways in life, and how they feel reborn and mature. It's a very nuanced take on growing up and becoming more confident, but within the confines society places on your ability to do so. They also kind of harken back to their past and the feelings that have not matured out of them by referencing lyrics from Dahlia, a previous song in Paradise, a standout B-side. NCT 127's repackage, AO. Love the additions to Two Baddies. AO just really brings it home in the bridge as always. Skyscraper is my kind of industrial NCT127 chain type song. Love it so much. And then DJ is a really fun retro song with a very fun harmonica. And it's just so happy. And Mars 23, not so far away. A mix of hip-hop, angsty pop-punk, and rap. He sings and raps with a very unique tone and so much raw angst in his delivery. Gaslight is one of my favorite songs of the year. I've already gone on about that on the show because it's just so catchy. But he also just really shines on Overrated, ironically. Number two. Bam Bam, Sour and Sweet. I was really amazed by the storytelling, how he had the highlight medley video that was almost like a mini movie or like a segmented set of TV show episodes, cool animations mixed with just 4D scenes, a really interesting, almost multimedia, multidimensional way to convey his whole story, the sour and the sweet parts. The songs really are versatile as well and the perfect soundtracks to the life experiences he symbolizes visually. The best B-side, maybe Take It Easy, or About You. Juhani, Lights. I did a whole episode about this called Juhani's Journey because I was so touched by it. Especially on Don't Worry, Be Happy, when he seems to kind of circle back to the song Smokey from before, but now with new clarity and true contentment. This album is a great complement to Mixtape Psyche and shows him kind of on the other side of his darkest times now. You feel the lightness, the new levity in his step through these songs. It's really wonderful to see, as well as the newfound freedom he seems to have sonically to shake things up. Epic High, Strawberry. Classic Epic High in the ways that it mixes just very no-one-else-would-do-this metaphors and similes and stuff with other just on-brand, thought-provoking statements. A mix of really intriguing lyrics that get pretty deep and just very, very surface-level fun, silly moments too. The best song, probably Catch or God's Latte. August D, D-Day. Check out the episode called D-Day Deep Dive for the full rundown. That album is really profound. So many beautiful, powerful lyrics that taken together weave this interesting story about truly the meaning of life, not trying to be hyperbolic. The album really does interrogate why are we really here on this earth? How much do we desire connections with others? And the dread, his words here, dread at the root of loneliness and how living in the future perpetuates the dread, so a key to just being content is appreciating the present moment. It's a really profound album, and every song has lyrics that are just so, so worth sitting with. My favorite song, maybe Snooze, maybe Polar Night. In Monsta X, Reason. They continue to just have all their signature strengths, from the rapper's fun back and forth to Ki Hyun's high notes, they are just so good as a team. They've got this by now. They've perfected the Monster X classic formula. The best B-side is Lone Ranger. That outro, though. 
And here is what earned number one over the months. Jimin Face. A beautiful encapsulation of his fears of both having everything and losing everything. He really just bottles up so much in this album with the intentional inclusion of muffled noises and stuff. So you feel like you're really immersed in his feelings and his story. He takes you on a very immersive journey. I love Alone, but he really did throw me for a loop with how much the attitude actually suited him in Face Off. TXT, the name chapter, Temptation. A beautiful concept album. I'm so in love with it. It is just truly masterful, the storytelling. I did several episodes about it because I cannot get enough of it. So check out those episodes for the reasons, because they are too numerous to detail now. Same goes for Enhyphen with Dark Blood, a concept album I was really swept up in, wrote an essay about on my Substack, and did several episodes about too. Both of those albums will for sure be in the top five, if not the top three, best albums of the year so far. Really brilliant job. Ozzy Attica, A-D-I-C-A. He's for fans of DPRE and for sure. Attica stands for After Dark I Come Alive, and it's a really interesting, haunting tale. The intro is this rumination about your inner shadows and the nature of identity. It asks a lot of questions that you can then ponder as you listen to songs that really personify a bunch of fears and emotions. Or rather, bring to life those feelings, not necessarily personify, but he encapsulates a lot and really compels with his voice. The best songs, memos, issues, not in the mood. And 17 with FML. Also an album I spent a full episode breaking down because it is just everything. They're at the top of their game again. And they really, again, found another way to surprise us. They always surprise us, despite being around for so long already. At least in K-pop, you're so long. The new level of choreo and super, the Truman Show references throughout FML, they kept things so new still. After all these years, it's so still full of surprises. Best B-side, I don't understand, but I love you. So those are the general tiers, the pools from which I will draw as I rank these. So first, pool number one, number two, etc. As of recording time, I have not finalized my best of June picks yet. So now I'm going to show those. Those will go who knows where on the list. But some June picks that I definitely will consider for the final top 100 or a release that just aged well, I learned to appreciate more in time, or just otherwise got bad luck. For example, maybe a release seems like that deserved a higher placement than it got that month, but it was competing against other super top tier releases. Sometimes that's a bit up to luck. What comes out the same month? So these are the releases, random order, for one reason or another they were not on my previous top 20 list and now it's time to give them a shout out know that they're being put under consideration for the top 100 albums shiny hard they combine their usual extremes that should not work together but do this middle ground between the type of music that's kind of toxining attitude filled not taking itself seriously more of a braggadocio bravado than pure powerhouse talent just having more fun than showing off serious skill but they balance it out with showing serious skill with beautiful harmonizing in choruses their signature just synchronization they really are such a strong unit despite also shining individually and staying playful the best B-side, Juice or Insomnia. 80s, The World Episode 2, Outlaw. 
they really are going full cyberpunk. They're going full this sound they started with the World Episode 1. So this World Episode 2 release is just next level as it should be. They are just so freaking fearless with leaning into wherever their wings are going wherever the sails are tilted, whatever metaphor you want to use, whatever direction they start going down, they really commit to the route once it starts. Effortlessly tailoring their music to a naturally evolved state. The best B-side, Dune. Taeyeon, Shalala. It's such a sweet message about just ooh la la, let's all shine. Like, shining wherever you are, just having a good day, and feeling free to vent. And it really is like a diary for him. From a song about a deceased pet, to a song about loneliness, to songs that are just super feel-good, young love-related songs. He runs the gamut and does so in a way that highlights his sweet underrated voice when he just sings, but also brings in plenty of his go-to fun rap delivery. The best song, Ruby or 404, File Not Found. TNX, Boyhood. Love Never Dies is good too. Boyhood is better. They really got better and they lean extra hard now into this super old school hip hop feel. Kick It For Now is just such a good choice for a title track, especially for summer. It feels like the perfect time. Meme Tokyo, their self-titled album, and Memetic Infection. This J-pop group, J-Electropop in a way, is just so unique and has the most interesting industrial distorted tilts to some of their music. So it's not like bubblegum electric pop, it's something else entirely. It's like anti-bubblegum. It's really hard to explain, but they nail their signature formula and they show off new units, showing off a new side to them with the newest one, Memetic Infection, which is the better one. Stray Kids, 5 Star. As I said in a whole episode all about Five Star called Five Star Celebration, their lyricism continues to be so funny, mixed with serious. Ad-lib and pun-filled, but also full of some real profound emotion, but they make it fun. Really just impressive writers, creators, and their songs are just so full and fun, as always. The best B-sides, Hall of Fame, and maybe Top Line. They're all kind of A-sides, though, considering the track videos they like to give so many of them. P1 Harmony, Harmony, All In. The boy synchronicity really took on a new level. The little details in their songs really stand out for the way they bounce off of each other. From providing a backup ad lib after someone's rap to just sitting back and forth, they really kind of ping-pong off each other, creating these dynamic songs that still show a, a united front style-wise. And this new album, especially Jump, just feels so exciting to think about hearing live someday. The live treatment is in order. The best B-side is More Than Words. B.I. to die for. A mix of older songs and brand new ones to create an interesting story together. Honestly, I do think the new tracks were worth the wait and really are better. Better quality, more varied, interesting contrasts, his voice with his collaborators, really worth celebrating his artistic growth, the songs he started the era with, and then the to-be-continued resolution now. Quite a growth in just that time. The best songs are Wave, The Alien and Misfit Toys, Die for Love, Beautiful Life, I Can't Decide. Kane Daniel, Realize, R-E-A-L-I-E-Z, Real Lies. 
And he really did go for a thought-provoking, open-ended, cinematic story for Wasteland. He really thrives leaning into that alt-rock sound of, like, the antidote era. Love that for him. The best B-side, though, probably Supernova. Loon 8, continue. This new boy group really impressed me with their title track, Wild Heart. It really just has such Pentagon energy, Golden Child energy, I don't know. But a group who's known for just burning up the energy with their title tracks. It's super catchy, but I do love the pop rock tilt they go for, other ways that they stand out. It's just really a high quality title track that will hopefully take them far. It's just important early on in a K-pop group's career to have that hit song right away. Best B-side, I love Voyager. Also check out We Like It. Shota Shimizu, Insomnia. This album has an interesting flow, going from really auto-tune heavy, electronic heavy, R&B rap moments, to transitioning back to just pleasant vocals and more just fun, catchy pop songs. From pop formulas to ballad formulas to rock and roll to rap and back again. And the order just adds to this interesting, somewhat natural, but also kind of bumpy flow. It stays interesting. The best song is either Loser or Summer. Yon Yon, Black Diary. The best B-side is Knockin', which is a great testament to what makes the whole release stand out, which is that it really just hones her sound. Like, she really just better than ever has crafted and honed in on this auto-tuned vocal focus, but still just catchy pop songs that show off some real vocal talent to prove she's not just auto-tuning because she can't sing, but because she wants to. Zunia, Grateful. The featured artists really add a range, which he already had himself a bit, but no matter what the speed or style, each song just shows off a really just impressive voice, a natural talent. The best song is Maybe Destiny That or Lose Control. Ren, Rendezvous, or Rendezvous, I guess, how it's spelled with the apostrophe. He really just proves what an asset he was to New East. Like, his voice is no joke. His riffs are just so impressive. His harmonizing with himself, basically, in, like, my story. Gotta love that. But the best song is Autofill. Eight Turn, Uncharted Drift. Like TNX, I feel like their second release of the year was stronger than the first and showed a natural just improvement. XL is a really good title track, goes for it, very confident. They said the theme of this era is irregularity, which checks out. They have everything from just R&B mixed with kind of a gospel influence, so they run the gamut. My favorite is, besides XL, Walk It Out. DKB, I Need Love. They have house pop, retro funky sound, a new subunit. What's not to love? They have a very fun outro that closes the party with like a send-off as if they're leaving the kitchen painting on utensils or something. It is just a rousing, short but sweet party playlist. The best song is the title track. From us 9, Unlock My World. Lots of classic synth-focused bops that are just classic them. Very similar in sound to their past work, which is not a bad thing. They're very specific in what they like. But they also have some new choices made. I love when they go for a quiet but loud presence. A transfixing presence but a quiet delivery. Almost ASMR-ish, just a hushed tone in several songs like Attitude. Kim Jae-hwan, Jam. Love that he switched things up. I Wouldn't Look For You, still his best song ever in my opinion. 
his powerhouse moments, power ballads, all that stuff, are his best. But I do admit I love the detour to the drama that he's used to with this new Ready for Summer, sunshinier era, with the title track Lucky being a good choice. Bobby is an interesting contrast and partner choice for him sonically. Kim Sung-Q, 2023 Spring Summer Collection, S slash S Collection. It's overall pretty good, easy listening. Good for summer, but he does have moments too where he doesn't like phone it in and keep it casual, where he just shows, proves his vocal talent. He chose right to give the spotlight to the song Small Talk, which is so relatable to me as an introvert, the way he acts in the video especially, like people get away from me, I can't take it. But he also kind of, in a press conference, alluded to the song actually being ironic and about his desire to get back into the mix, his craving for small talk. In that case, I disavow saying that it's relatable. But without an ironic twist, I will assume his discomfort with small talk in the video is just naturally bringing to life what the song's about. Then I stand by it. Sean Dokasa, S-H-A-W-N, not the artist S-H-A-U-N. His voice goes in and out of this interesting haze, like it's echoey, it's cavernous, especially when the dramatic backup choir joins him. What an album it would be to hear live. The piano back numbers, the swelling chorus numbers, and it's very atmospheric in some ways if you listen with headphones. The best track, especially to hear live, Mom Don't You Cry and TikTok No Reason. The Ice Scene They kick it off with this electronic instrumental thrill and more fun, eccentric instrumentals in Funky Jumpin', Dandelion, but they also have more R&B pop, tilts, a brassier song, then a ballad. Look, it's a lot. And then they carry it off with canned laughter and horns and stuff. They're like a sonic parade that came to town, and you will love attending. I am Overdrive. Love that he's getting to do solo stuff right now that really just works well with him from his R&B to the more jazzy stuff, soul, trap. He runs the gamut in a way that works really well. Each song just transitions into the other. It's a nice cohesive experience to listen to and he really just showed his R&B identity is really authentically cool when he pulled off some cool live shows. He brought his music to life in an impressive way on the No Limit Tour solo stages. 6. CIX, OK Episode 2, I'm OK. Quite a vocal showcase with some songs like Color, very stirring performances, but also classic pop songs. The most impressive song is Color. Triple S are another group who I think their second release of the year was so much stronger than the first, with Aesthetic in the new subunit Crystal Eyes. They really lean into a throwback old school hip hop sound that is so fun and danceable. Boy Next Door, Who, a fun trio of debut songs that the concept for is self-explanatory, so is the likable appeal, all of it's self-explanatory, smart, easy marketing, the best song is Serenade. Kyunseo, Ongoing. Ongoing should have been the title track, if you ask me. It really is just a great showcase of her voice and her eye for aesthetic choices in the video for 120 BPM. Rusu Jun, Archive of Emotions. Her beautiful, delicate voice is quite alluring, and many came with interesting visual aids in the form of track videos. She proves to be an interesting solo storyteller, who I find the most pretty to hear in non-fantasy. Penthouse Balcony 
These are the kind of songs that make you wish you played the instruments. Like you are up on stage with them, having the time of your life, rocking out on the piano and stuff. They have the live energy feel, and the songs are just so fun. The best is slow and easy, ironically. They also tell an interesting story, weaving an interesting narrative thread in the Spider Thread video. Dust Cell Round Trip Really cool highly medley up the excitement for this release. A really distinct, interesting preview transition visual. The songs range from 8 times the speed to 10 times the speed. So yeah, strap in for a roller coaster, but I loved it. My favorite song is maybe Antihero or Tulpa. Craxy, C-R-A-X-Y, X-X. They oscillate between vocal strengths and attitude strengths focused on rap and personality. They didn't mess around with this release. They really show off both sides of themselves to the fullest, and I find the most impressive vocally to be Lucid Dream. I also love getting a new EDM remix to Undercover. Don't sleep on the Scream Records SM Entertainment Project album, Journey of Emotions. It really is a journey, and it is great EDM music. Super spatial at some points, like Ether, more tropical with songs like Surfer, 80s club jams, like Say It. The freakiest one in the best ways, Cyber Noise. I just love it. Kingdom, History of Kingdom, Part 6, Mujin. Classically them, they stay in their wheelhouse. From the flute-led intro to the fun but movie-ready dystopia, they have some very ascendant structure songs and cinematic OST qualities to their work, but they also have a more, for lack of a better way to put it, basic pop My Wave. My favorite song, though, Song of the Wind. Little Glee Monster, Fanfare. They continue to sound just so perfect and captivating as a group. Their voices in unison, always a winner. And they bring the fanfare, they bring the celebratory feel to these songs, and shine the most, I would say, on Million Miles. Kwan jin The Flag. Her voice is so beautiful on these dramatic songs. The piano ballad, a guitar back number, but a more vibey R&B one with these days. So some fluctuation in the speed and the style, but overall cohesive, quick, must-listen material. Anonymous 1111. Some real stirring emotional songs like Waterfall, Unbreak, but a lighter feel to songs like Ladder and 1111. The emotions, light and dark, are all palpable. Lastly, Naul, N-A-U-L, Soul Pop City. 1985 especially, very funky synthesizers, fun retro mood, a very vibey, mood-setting set of visuals as well, and all-in-one concept. Literally hundreds more I could shout out, but I'll leave it there for now. Again, you'll find out the full ranking and review at 17karatkpop.substack.com when it's official. So thank you all again for tuning in, and stay tuned for more, and I will talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody!